Velocity Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning. So good to be with you for this very special gather round special. Bryce Gibbs, we've just got the guests rolling in today. A very uh, close man to our hearts from afl.com.au. It's Josh Gablich. Gabbo, good morning. Morning, Tom. Morning, Bryce. Good to be with you. Bit of a mad dash for you too. Oh, my goodness. I almost had an asthma attack there. But we had, we got, <laughs> look, listen to this. We got set up at the van. And I've seen the van. Yeah. The van looked great. It looked, the look of it was fantastic, but the technical abilities of it was not so good because uh, I was hearing a bit of swearing and a bit of, um, you know, anger coming from the, our technical person down there. And then Bryce just tapped me on the shoulder and said, we've got to run. We're out of here. And um, I, I tried to keep up with Bryce. I did keep up with him, but my, my body is melting at the moment. <laughs> okay. That's right. You're warm into the show. Yeah. Well, we're hyped up. Um, mate, what, what are your impressions of Gather Round so far? Got here yesterday. It's 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 pretty awesome. I mean, I, I love the SANFL. I'm a bit disappointed yeah, right. that the round's not on, to be honest. I would have loved to have gone and seen a little bit of that. I understand why it's not on, but I went to Norwood yesterday. I've been to games at the parade before. It's a great spot. So I thoroughly enjoyed going out there and, and seeing an AFL game at that ground. I mean, that boundary on the far side is quite interesting, that straight line. <laughs> I've been um, put into yeah. that wall a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, so the I wall, certainly know about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was quite a good game out there. Um, I haven't been to Adelaide Oval yet. I'm doing the game. This afternoon, Melbourne, Essendon, I'm doing the Saints Pies tomorrow. So really looking forward to those two. I was, I'll obviously be hanging around for Port Dogs tonight, but I'm told that they're not playing Never Tear Us Apart. What? I did hear that as well, actually, that's been uh, taken off. And they said, I think the AFL wow. said they could play, play it 10 minutes prior to the game and then have mm. a spell before the bounce. But, uh, yeah, they've, they've taken it off them. Apparently a neutral game. Oh, okay. So they don't want yeah. that. But that's what people – if you're coming yeah. from Melbourne, okay. I've only seen it twice before, and I think it's sensational. It's pretty cool. It yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, very – okay, I understand if it's a neutral one. So looking ahead to the, the Doggies game, is it Liberatory's 200th? It is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. spent a bit of time with him during the week. I've written a feature that's gone up this morning and, and okay. sat down with him and his old man, Tony, the footy club, during the week. And – I think for a lot of people that follow the dogs really closely, mm. like Tom Liberatore has been a star for a very long time, but there was a period post-premiership. He did his ACL for the second time. He was sort of in the wilderness for three years and people at the club didn't think he'd get to 200 games, let alone get to anywhere near his mm. best. You look at his last three years, he's gone third, third and second in the best and fairest. Last year, he should have won the best and fairest. They give out yeah. votes for practice, practice matches at the dogs. It's extraordinary. And Josh Dunkley polled the most votes in that game. Libba had COVID, didn't play, and was just pipped in the best and fairest. Now, they've done it for years, so you, you can't just point the finger at last year. But a bit of a controversy on the night, especially with Josh Dunkley days earlier requesting a trade. Well, he's, he's really their heart and soul player, isn't he? And when he's playing well in and under the clearances, getting it out to those runners, they usually win. Oh. He's, he's actually he, – and he does a lot of those things in and under the packs that people don't see as yeah. well. He's so important to their, to their midfield. He's a quirky kind of – my take on him and the interviews I've seen, he's a quirky kind of guy. He's got some weird tattoos on him. Uh, what can you tell us about the quirks of Tom Libertore? Well, I lead the piece with during that period that I discussed when he was in the wilderness, he was driving a beaten-up Australia Post van to the club for two years. <laughs> it had one seat in it and it was like hey. a dusty red and you had to look really close to see the Australia Post sign on the car. 
He moved on from that car and he upgraded <laughs> and got a, a little Toyota Camry called Bluey. Okay. I mean, he was on a pretty good wicket at the time yeah. and yeah. that's just Tom Liberatore, but it's just a little insight into his character. Um, yeah. But he's, I just don't think that perception's reality with Tom Liberatore. I mean, post-footy, he's going to become a social worker. There aren't yeah, many okay. AFL players, especially players that are – this is 13 years yeah. in for Tom Liberatore now. Now, he's invested in a couple of pubs in the western suburbs, but that's just like something to keep in touch with a lot of his teammates. He's got past and former teammates current teammates that he's in the pubs with. Mm. But social work is a big thing for him, and they love that at the Dogs. He's heavily involved in the community department. So th- there's no more love figure at the Western Bulldogs. And I don't reckon there's a more interesting person in footy than Tom Liberatore. Yeah. Well, we had the Dogs down at South Adelaide training yeah. yesterday, and a lot of uh, Doggies fans were out looking for autographs. And he was there, one of the last ones to leave, because he was giving his time, taking selfies, signing autographs for the kids. So uh, he certainly... Much loved. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Two things that show a huge deal of empathy in his heart there with uh, hanging around for the fans and social work. I, I never, from the outside looking in, would have picked that. Um, looking into that game tonight, Bailey Smith isn't out. What's going on there? He's got a little calf strain. And I suppose the concern with this is he missed four or five weeks in the preseason with something similar. And they, they played it down a little bit at the club. They've got a six-day turnaround between now and playing Freo next Friday night. He's not going to play that game. They're going straight to Perth from here. They've taken 25 across, so mm. eight days on the road. We just wait and see whether he's back in, in round seven because obviously no Josh Dunkley anymore, no Lockie Hunter. He's, he's critical. He hasn't had the best starts of the year, so to lose him for two, maybe three weeks, is a bit of a blow as they try to build yeah. a bit of synergy in that midfield. They've just got going again, so it's, it is a blow. Yeah, he's, uh, I rate him as one of the most important in that midfield, his outside Ryan Bryce. Yeah, he's a phenomenal player. And again, another part of their, their midfield that when he's up and going, they're, they're very hard to beat. One for Port Adelaide, Tom Jonas. Now, mm. there's a lot of speculation mm. floating around the place. Is he injured? Is he Has he been dropped? It's Is it both? Like, people are starting to ask some questions. Conspiracies. Because his form hasn't quite, I don't think, been at the level. And obviously, captain of the footy club. Mm. It's, been, uh, it's been a talking point here. Well, tell me about last week because I went and covered Sydney Port at the SCG, and obviously Darcy Byrne-Jones was dropped, All-Australian best and fairest winner. Now, I know he's not club captain, so it's mm. a step up in significance. But would they be a bit more open with, with that? I don't know. Like, How big are the, the murmurs around that? Well, I think Quite big. people are really sitting on the fence <laughs> and they're, they're starting to really question uh, what is going on. I mean, we saw it, was it last year with Stephen Canigulo and, and yeah. that played out, and they got on the front foot and said, no, he's omitted. He's out of yep. form, and and this is what we're going to do. And we've seen the response from twenty twenty, twenty twenty. We've seen how better off he'd come out the other side yeah. of that in terms of get, recapturing his form. And mm. and I mean, every player goes through it, um, form slumps and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, to to be rested only you know, four or five games in um, as skipper when your team is is up and going, then we know how. Mm. how big of a or how hard their first five games uh, and were going to be Port Adelaide and it was really going to set up their season. Um, it was just uh, yeah, an interesting one to uh, to unfold. Well, factor in the, the three tall forwards they're coming up mm. against. Aaron yes. Norton, Jamari yep. Hagen, and Rory Lobb. I mean, it's it's a pretty tough ask. And if you look at Port at the moment, their back line has, oh has been God. a weakness. Yep. So, Trent McKenzie at 190-ish. Uh, Ali Alia, who's kind of a floating third tall. Jeez, he was good and last week. He's back. <laughs> He's yeah, back he's back in business. The other one who people might underestimate, but Ryan Burton, he, even though he's only 190, I've seen him do a job on Taylor Walker a couple of times. So he can do the role if needed. Uh, looking at the Pies game, Jack Ginevan, Josh, is coming back 
That's exciting for Pies fans. It's huge. I mean, uh, we all know what happened with Jack at the start of the year. Obviously, club imposed suspension for two games. But the issue at the time was he wasn't in the best 22. I know preseason form mm. is in everything. And Bryce, you would know this. But the form in January and February, Bobby Hill had gone past him. And there wasn't room for both of them at the time with Bo McCreary being such an important part in that yeah. forward line. Obviously, Jamie Elliott is a permanent fixture. So it's taken him a little bit longer. And a lot of people are surprised he's coming this week because he only had one touch in the first half in the VFL last week. He had a better second half. His form at VFL level hasn't been great. He's one of those players that he plays better at a higher level. I mean, yeah. he was a rookie. To do what he did last year and kick 40 goals, I mean, you just got to probably get him back in, in the side. So I can't wait to see what Jack does on Sunday night. I cover the Pies really closely. And yeah. what he did last year was sensational with all the pressure on that guy. I mean, this mm. guy wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't pick one. He was a rookie. Mm. So to come in and, and just deal with all the intensity on him. He was on the front page of the paper more than almost any other player in Melbourne last year. Yeah, which is wow. incredible. yeah he's uh, one of those barometer players. When he's up and going, the fans are rabid. Uh, they, they really love him. Um, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Now, we can read all your wonderful articles at afl.com.au. You do a fantastic job on AFL Daily. I do tune into that one most days. Before we let you go, uh, give us your thoughts. You know, we're drinking our own bathwater here in South Australia. Give us your thoughts on the Crows and how, how they're tracking up to Thursday night. Hang on. You just want to pump them up because... You're a, uh, you're a crow's nuffy, no, Tommy. No, no, just, I'm an ob- you just want to get that in as well. I'm an objective uh, player. How did you go here? on Thursday night? <laughs> well, I sat in the Carlton Cheer Squad. Oh, no, for, so for one half job. What sort of feedback going? do you get when you go to the Adelaide Oval for a game like that these days? Well, because I was in the Carlton Cheer Squad and I took my little son. Yeah. Charlie had a Carlton scarf on. You can imagine I got some feedback walking past the hill. I bet. Uh, <laughs> by a few supporters. So, yeah, uh, yeah there's uh, there's no love lost there, that's for sure. Oh, I love that he's a Carlton man. I mean, that's where you spent the bulk of your time, so that mm. makes complete sense. Yeah. No, so, uh, no, he learned some new words in the, in the Cheer Squad. <laughs> but I'm a, believer in, I'm a believer in the Crows. I mean, yeah. uh, just the, the, the build over the summer and what Matthew Nix has done over the last 18 to 24 months has been really Good. I was at the Giants Stadium in round one. Jeez, they were disappointing in that second half. And it yeah. was a real, hang on, what's going on here? So to see what they've done in the past three weeks now, they're a finalist, really. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, the last couple of years they've started quite well like this and then fallen off the perch. But it looks a little bit different this year. Uh, Josh Gablich, thank you very much for joining us. AFL.com.au is where you can find all his brilliant writing. Thanks for coming along, Josh. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Bryce. Enjoy South Australia, Josh. I will. I will. Thank you.